afternoon. Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me. Let me know. Usual paranoia over tech. And I'm sorry I'm a few minutes late. I know you'll be fuming. I know you all, you know, naturally every day waiting by your computer or devices for me to go live, of course. Many thousands of you. Um, and so, yeah, sorry I'm late. My little twins, those that follow along on social media, know them as Test and Control. They went to nursery for the first time today for a little taster session. So I was uh, waving them off. That was quite the moment. Completely uh, anticlimactic. No big dramas from them or from uh, anyone else, including us, really. I think we were all right about it, but I just wanted to be there for that. And so it means I was uh, stuck in traffic getting back here. Hope you're all good. Hope you had a nice weekend. Um, there's been something that's been on the on the to-do list to talk about, as well as what's been recommended to talk about um, for a few reasons, which is what I want to go to today, which is sort of professional and intra-professional identities. And it's not as much about the sort of what it means to be our, um, um, various MSK professionals. I think most people know my take on that. As but instead, um, I've been asked to unpack my thoughts on the utility as well as the sort of practicality of sort of these intra professional titles and where that matters and so whilst we're talking sometimes about physios and osteos and sports therapists and massage soft tissue therapists whatever there's also then within those disciplines you've got of course things like manual therapist or hands-on therapist or be that a pilates based therapist or, or a movement specialist or we you know whatever it might be and they, those are more delineated titles that it, it, I think matter sometimes and, and don't in others. Um, and so uh, I want to go there because of a, a few people requesting such. Um, Alistair said he's absolutely livid about my timekeeping, but he's got me loud and clear. Yeah, I, th I thought he might be. That's exactly the sort of uh, person that's just going to be fuming. Alistair, famously impatient uh, person. So, <laughs> of course, I jest. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Ali. I'm glad you can glad you can hear me. All right. Um, so yeah, my question that I want to throw to you before I sort of riff on this and then get your comments on it is, what uh, what do you identify as professionally? Be that by professional title, or and is there anything when when discussing something with, let's say, there's a, a professional stranger in a sense that you've got someone that you're encountering in a professional context, be that lobby of a conference or something like that or you're, you're bumping into them and it just so happens that you tend to be in the same field and they start talking about something, say, professionally. Is there anything that you use as shorthand for what you're into? So do you describe yourself as a manual therapist? Do you describe yourself as a um, sort of exercise therapist? Do you, you know, is there, are there any other features like that? Do you describe yourself by historic uh, qualifications like a a um what's it called mckenzie therapist or whatever um you know what whatever your background um and if so why because i think sometimes and this is one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this is because some of the questions coming in were even weighted in a favor of saying uh, why is it that you feel that it matters and why are you against those sorts of labels and i was like am i am i against them am i bothered <laughs> am i bothered enough to be against them and then do i what is my position you know it sort of challenged me to that and then also it's relevant for me to reflect on why i might be perceived to be at least by these few people that might have asked that question in that way um and i think that one of the things that came up is that because i'm sort of famously say you know famously um fairly often say uh, that 
I'm not bothered what certificates on your wall. It's this notion that fundamentally I want someone to, the most qualified, especially MSK professional, to see patients and that I would look at the geography and, and sometimes people will ask me who, who do you send someone to if they come to you in and then and insert name, um, name of town or whatever. And then it tends to be that I, I just instinctively don't give a monkeys as to what their qualifications are. Um, I just care about the quality of their care and their therapy and stuff. And so I use that term therapist, MSK therapist, and therefore that's probably a title. And so then you think about, well, why, what is it there? What, what that delineates different categories? How's that distinct from orthopedics? How's it distinct from pain? And so, yeah, I, I realize that this is something that can be quite fertile ground for discussion, uh, but it's not necessarily confined to professional titles of which I think we've discussed either on this show or people have heard me talk about before. But then it seems that my opinion on that has been sort of suggested that I'm always, I'm a lumper rather than a splitter in that I don't see there being utility to people that uh, might want to identify according to a modality of which that they practice with most. So people, you know, acupuncture based or manual therapy based or exercise therapy based, or I'm you know, really into strapping or I'm a I'm, you know, K-tape specialist or whatever. You know, you see all sorts of different things, sometimes for marketing reasons, but also because as people feel strongly about that modality, that, that style of care, not always just down, down to one modality. But yeah, I wonder what your thoughts are on that and, and when it's sort of relevant to be definitely differentiated as a specialist, but also how it matters. Um, massive thanks to those that are commenting already. I promise you I will be, um, I will definitely be, be getting to those. And uh, as, you, as, as those that tune in usually, no, um, I will be utterly distracted by them as they roll, um, not necessarily spit out my my take on the matter. So I'll be back to you. Um, so thank you so much for them coming in, um, and I'll, I'll get back to those. But I'm just going to close off the comments for a second just to make sure I spit out my point. Because as I say, it's kind of based on questions that had come in and also what I think is completely accidental, and I understand how it's happened, but I do think it's a bit of a misrepresentation of my views. And that's that I completely understand why people would naturally want to, as a means of professional shorthand, which I've kind of hinted at before, as to why people might then try and accelerate a conversation by explaining that this is my a shorthand for my style of practice. And that might be, you know, whatever you, do, you typically would do, be that for treatment modalities or even a, a wider heuristic of, of how you go about things. And also, um, I noticed Ollie Thompson's in the comments, and thank you for joining, Ollie. He's someone that um, I've been you know, speaking about with this on, on a, a fairly regular basis about um, what it is that um, defines someone could even be under a biopsychosocial model. I'm a quite biopsychosocial therapist or, or, um, or, or what have you. And I think that that's something that's relevant. And I think that it, it, the devil's in the detail as to why people are doing it. And I think that that's what matters most is that, and, and I'm going to go quite past that sort of professional title thing and, and go intra, because I think it maps on to other things there. But when, when someone is wanting to sort of, they might have two minutes with someone and they're just trying to make sure that they clarify their views, then you can sort of get a few steps ahead instead of going just down to who, who you treat. 
you might want to just lean into giving someone an example of, you know, I'm quite exercise based or I'm quite hands on or something like that. And it gives a shorthand for the fact that I feel like that gives the most bang for the book. That's where I hang my hat in terms of what I do with or to people. And, and I think that in certain circumstances, certain contexts, I can completely understand why people do it. Now, where I particularly dislike it and disagree with it um, is because I'm someone that naturally, I mean, call it contrarian, often accused of that, but just generally speaking, I'm looking for the chinks in armors and including my own and, and, and sometimes nitpicking and people feel like I'm trying to identify areas in which we can, uh, that's fertile ground for discussion. One of the things that I think really spoils conversation, especially at a time where this is young work, young science, you know, it's something that generally speaking is all up in the air, really. There's no foundation, foundations have been shaken over, especially the last decade. Means that if people identify so strongly within, within a modality or a style or a course or a, a legacy qualification of sorts within their discipline, then if they identify so strongly with that, that it becomes attached to their character, it becomes something that is it's so a part of what they are. Um, we know that people do that with professions and, and and we know that beyond medicine and healthcare is like people identify strongly with a certain some specific things that are a vocation and their profession or what do you do is a, a very typical social question for various reasons but if if someone strongly identifies so strongly identifies by being a manual therapist or a maitland based or I'm a mckenzie therapist or i'm um, particularly into movement dysfunction or i'm i'm, I'm a pilates not necessarily even calling himself a Pilates instructor. Again, that could be qualification-based, but a Pilates-based movement therapist I heard recently. That doesn't inherently bother me, and I can understand the shorthand as to why they're doing that. But if they identify so strongly with that, that it becomes so central to their character, and this is the kicker, is that if they, on challenge of that modality, not of them as a person, but on challenge of that modality or some questioning, typically me, questioning, say, the mechanism of effect or, you know, I, I'm not against that, but typically I don't think that should be central to care. I might find myself saying, you know, some of the particularly something like acupuncture or particular taping interventions like, you know, you, I can sort of comprehend times and places for these things, but it's unlikely to be so central to my care that I would then suggest that that would be ever really integral to my identity. And that's why I tend to be someone that's sort of bigger picture. And I describe myself under the typical model of care, uh, MSK or the patients that I see or what have you. And so this is, this is the bit that gets sticky is that unfortunately, sometimes when people hear me challenge a modality or challenge the underlying premises and foundations and priors and, and things like that, that that people base it on they then if they've attached that theme that thing that that technique or that even that treatment heuristic or even that model of care if you think about biomedical biopsychosocial holistic or whatever these titles are whatever it might be if they've so attached to that then it actually becomes something that's quite central to their sense of character and it can't and I've, I've, I've made this mistake many a time. They can't help but then, it seems, you know, some people, great people, great thinkers, great friends of mine, that then can't help but be personally wounded or offended by that in such a way that it's really difficult to have a decent conversation about it and to openly, objectively even challenge that is because 
they they don't no longer think you're playing the ball and not the mat, right? They see it as being a clumsy challenge in which you've taken all of it because they are so identified with that thing that typically then they feel like you're they're under a personal slight from you question. You know, you've shimmer their foundations. And and that is what's challenging. It's not a perfect, you don't get me wrong, but sometimes, and I've learned this, is that if you've got someone that's attaching something like a sense of character and the sense of self, and it's what they've known for, and their friends and family, etc. Um, I noticed my connections just dropped right down. Apologies. Do apologize if, you've, uh, if you're getting a bit of a glitch there. It looks like it's sorted itself out. But anyway, just as I was getting into eventually finishing my point, it's it's then you want to you want to tread more carefully basically it doesn't mean that they're in the right necessarily and i think that sometimes i try to point this out and say look i'm questioning the thing not you uh, you just happen to really like said thing and so we need to try and take the pace of it and calm things down because i'm certainly not personalizing it you are however what i'm what i'm coming to realize you know i've, I've come to realize as i said the hard way is that you do want to toe the line a little more carefully because in, and in general sense, in a, in a sort of social decorum, cultural conversation type circumstances, that you would naturally find yourself being more careful if you were if you were trying to question if you were someone that wanted to question the utility of something like a religion with a very religious person, you would naturally go or you'd be be smart to go about things in such a way that you would creep up to that or or, or reflect on well, I, I personally I'm not into that because I I don't think this or I don't believe this or. I'm not someone who has faith in that. And you, I think typically, especially a caring professional, would be if you wanted to have that conversation, you'd be, you'd be naturally gentle because you recognize that those beliefs aren't external beliefs or, or, or thoughts that aren't attached to a, someone's sense of self, sense of character, sense of belonging, and other things. You know, it's kind of known that that's coded within their character. And that unfortunately whilst an imperfect analogy is sometimes what can happen particularly over time within these intra-professional identities um and that and the styles of practice or modalities and things i think that that becomes so central to their character that then at the very least you need to be just more more careful more gentle in creeping up to that it doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't be questioned i think that that's something that you know people know me would know that that's certainly something that i'd be most concerned about anything that's off the table if you know i'm most constantly wanting to put the cards back on the table but admittedly for the sake of of practical utility then when you notice that of others then i think it's something to creep up on and i would say that that is a thing intra-professional identities i'd say is more potent than say the professional ones you know it's like I uh, I certainly would say I doubt it I'm a fairly thick skin but if I saw someone sort of really going to town on the biopsychosocial model even without it being misrepresented they're just sort of really bashing it for some reason I I'd find that to be more objectionable I, I doubt I'd, I'd bite really I doubt it would wound me but I'm just giving an example I'd I'd find that to be something that would be more objectionable and more likely to receive pushback from me uh, than if someone was to be bashing physiotherapy even though technically physiotherapist is what I sound a, a professional register to to identify with in terms of it being a protected professional title of which is very true to my identity in many ways. But it's something that would just be so unlike because what they might be railing against there is that the, this 
five years ago they saw a stroke uh, physi physiotherapist for their dad's stroke or whatever that they didn't like or whatever it could, it could be it feels like it's something that could well be just adjacent whereas the sort of biopsychosocial model or something like that especially true holistic care is what i'm kind of getting at there rather than narrow pathology-based biomedicalism uh, you could see me potentially being oh, down to be biting, but like more likely to receive a response from me in a potential or defensive way and that's that's the sort of difference there that i'm i feel like the professional piece is relevant access and i'm certainly passionate about trying to blur where possible but i do think that that's less of an in, in terms of attachment to our taking offense and conversation breakdown there was modality the heuristic within that's a lot hope that makes sense some interesting i really enjoyed some work already coming in that's myself from but in the last 10 minutes little butchers at what you guys are saying really appreciate your uh, your thoughts on this well gerber's interested <laughs> that's uh, that's what i like the first comment coming in coburn said why does it matter yeah that's the inter that's the interprofessional thing i totally agree as you know professionally clear matters to some people that's the thing you know whether it should is a different question. I spot him that it does. Uh, talking about today, probably more than more. Um, interestingly, that he had a, got a little pushback from using the term agnosticism with a recent episode of the Words Matters podcast. If you haven't, please check out the Words Matters podcast by Oliver Thompson. Unbelievable show, really creating a lovely culture, and it's somewhere that I love to love to listen. I, I rarely, you know, it's probably one of those that I listen to when, the, when as soon as sold out within a few days so please do fantastic show um but yeah interestingly he's an osteopath by but um but for someone that typically you know i doubt me and him had given monkeys about the certificate on each other's walls when thinking about um but thinking about those identity-based questions but he mentioned in a podcast this term i think it was even in the title of his show that he did with steve vogel which is fantastic please listen to it talking about professional agnosticism a brilliant term um and he sounds like he got a little pushback which i'm interested in wonder if he expands a little bit under the under the comment um what alistair beverly has said i just use boring old physio really i think identifying as one or another to me shows you've limited your treatment approaches to whatever reason for whatever reason which to me wouldn't work for many people i work with a brilliant example alistair works with people with learning disabilities and he's a learning disability physio but fundamentally he's saying that he wouldn't want to identify with a modality because that might limit the range of scope you care for i think that's one of the reasons why i found myself never really going that way um is because yeah why would you why would you limit your option however people have seen me be critical of certain modalities or styles or or, or heuristics as i keep mentioning like these broader broader uh, movement paradigms or whatever um and uh, and so maybe have, have seen me you know maybe be a hypocrite in that direction i don't know now daniel gerber he's great great to have daniel listening because this is a great example of someone that uh, i think he's explaining now I had to change what I call myself. I went from an osteopath to calling myself an ex-osteopath to rehab, remedial, sports therapist. I'll throw in MSK specialist, hands-off sports massage, massage guard. <laughs> so yeah, Dan's giving a lot of names there. Um, and, and certainly someone that I've been meaning to, to catch up with 
Um, but also potentially it'd be up for, I'd love to get you on the show, Dan, especially to talk about some of these things because Dan's an osteopath that's then um where not an osteopath anymore, uh, but then still worked within MSK. And so that's someone someone that's going to have had various different uh, challenges within his identity, both in terms of what he calls himself publicly, but I wonder how that matters to his style of care, which is, of course, what matters. Now, Joe Turner's given an example. Hi, Joe. She said MSK therapist with a particular interest in. And, and that's, the, that's the thing that why, why I'm not inherently against these intrapastrugal with that intraprofessional titles is because i can so understand it's like um, and, and joe's tuning in on linkedin it's just reminded me of how when you're writing something down or i'm asked for a bio when i'm asked to speak somewhere or i think they give me a bio and you sort of end up sometimes laying something on there attaching skills or attaching interests or whatever and i don't have a problem with that because you can understand the context again it's that shorthand but how much do you you know the, where where i'm suggesting it sort of becomes problem problem where it becomes pathological even sometimes is when it, it becomes so central to your character that you become exposed to challenge of the thing and you feel that personally so i found that difficult um intra it's shorthand for sometimes a brag or taking a position i'm a physiotherapist i avoid the drama <laughs> love it that's brilliant cheers david really appreciate it um titles or labels also virtue signal to fellow group members Members, like a mason's handshake i think that's that's certainly central to some i don't think always uh, and that's why i'm going to be clear on here and that's not just me trying to find a fence to sit on it's just more that i can so see circumstances where it's like it just hard it just don't matter and then there's other circumstances where it's definitely that where it's sort of like you know sp speaking as a ex-therapist and it's like calling on the tribe to sometimes join join the party so i think that's a, a great point there david Ollie's then commented saying Dave Newell talks about this. Some clinicians cannot separate professional theory or thing from themselves. They embody the dogma. Pretty sure Dave Newell's who Ollie had on the podcast a couple of months back. And again, fantastic show. Please listen to it. Chiropractic by background from what I recall or into chiropractic research. Um, what else we got here? I don't think I'm going to be able to get through them all. Thank you so much for all the comments coming in. Um, absolutely brilliant. I'm really sorry. I will revisit these, of course. Um, revisit all the questions uh, and comments Rob Bevan let's get him up just because it's great to have a caro on the show uh, I think the public identity identify maybe he's meaning professions more with specific modalities than us professionals do I think that's a good point is that it, it sometimes doesn't matter especially interprofessionally it doesn't necessarily matter as to how you identify it's how you're identified and that's relevant because there's sometimes this public education piece about if we're going to try and blur the lines, that's well and good us doing it between ourselves. But how does that drip through? I think to some extent, not calling each other nasty names in the clinic room walls or, or, or the sort of interprofessional slander of yesteryear that can occur um, will help. But generally speaking, that and imagine speaking, I don't want to speak for Rob here and correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but imagine um, that people would attend to see Rob as a chiropractor. Uh, and you know, before the time they've hung their coats up, they're, they're they're lying on the on the couch ready to get snapped, crackle, and popped. And you can understand why that might be. It's a perception that that uh, many have, and, and sometimes that because that stereotype sometimes plays. You know, I don't think Robert push back and say, I don't know why they would do that because those caros don't do that sort of thing. It's like a, you know, it's sort of why these stereotypes emerge is sometimes because there's many that comply within it. Um, and so we need to then think about how to help people like Rob and how he, how he can 
uh, work these uh, these blurring these professional lines, but also then trying to drip that through into the public, of course. Um, so, but again, let me oh, let's have a look. Bernadette Johnson, not so much their identity or self, but maybe their business model. Can't help but agree with that. I think that that's something that's really relevant. Is that, and I mentioned at the start, didn't I? That sometimes it's a marketing angle, and uh, something I've called out before uh, is is that it's way that people trying to differentiate themselves in a marketing sense of course you know someone that's into marketing in such a way that of course i understand it and i understand its utility but sometimes it is a it is sometimes playing into a mis misconception of what msk care should be so if you're advertising and every third sentence is very hands-on i'm a hands-on this i'm a hands-on that um, speaking as a manual therapist who's very hands-on with his patients and stuff, and that's all over your web, sometimes all over your website in part because they're trying to, they think that that's a smart thing for Google Analytics, uh, for, for Google like uh, search engine optimization, but sometimes it's because they're really strongly wanting to associate, dissociate themselves from sometimes a movement away into a rehab-based model, of which, of course, you know I'm critical when people get carried away on that theme and aren't laying hands in appropriate fashion, but it's just more that you can see what's happening there. Like you can see that people are trying to disassociate in such a way as a marketing angle. And I think that when that starts to fuel behaviors and identities, um, and it's not just, you know, it, it, there's something that cuts a bit deeper where you're then trying to make sure you wash your hands of it, uh, then that's something I think is, is a bit of an ugly one because it only fuels the fire as if there is this, this clean uh, dichotomy between hands-on and hands-off care, of which, of course, the integration of those two things is where most sensible people live. And, and therefore, if, if you find someone that's one or the other of those things, then I'm always deeply suspicious. Uh, again, apologies. I'm not going to be able to get to all these wonderful comments today. Uh, we'll get back to them. Um, and also these things fuel future shows. And it sounds like this is a topic that people are passionate about, including I see on the comments people that I'd love to discuss this further with. I think I've talked a lot about the interprofessional stuff in such a way that, that yeah, as I say, I think I've, my views were accidentally, of course, misrepresented in this instance. And one that I'm more, more, into, um, more into the fact that actually I can understand the context in which it's fair. But then actually that, that next step where it, where it really affects conversation, of course, that's where I'm most passionate is that we need to, we need to find ways to have better conversations. And, and one of the ways that it breaks down is if, if for one, someone identifies it a certain way. And then the next piece is someone's not recognizing its need, um, the need to be more careful if you're trying to have a productive conversation. Not careful because you have to, because you inherently need to be there, but more that, um, more that you can you can be clumsy in the way that if you've got someone whose mind you want to change or his point you want to get a point you want to get across to them then just be the fact that you know it's unlikely to cut through if that leads your end goal then you're going to make some mistakes some hot mistakes in that direction if you're not careful so thanks so much for tuning in as i said i'm sorry i couldn't get through as many other questions as i could it's uh, my fault because you're starting a little late so thanks for, 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 for giving me on that i'll see you all tomorrow we've got some cracking shows lined up including guests which i'll post on social media as to what the roster is for this week and beyond uh, but yeah we'll tune in tomorrow and we'll uh, do more tuning it over so for now